Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic, to cosplay, to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and we are kicking off December with a fun little easy breezy episode talking about television remakes. And I have two of my sexy ladies here. Sadly, Meg could not join us, but I have Carla from Bedwetter Behead Pod and Tiff joining me today for this one. And we are just going to talk about some of our favorite ones, some of our release favorite, and then like a dream reboot. So we are going to kick it off. We're just going to get right into it. So Carla, and remember everybody, it's fine if we repeat these. Carla, what are three of your favorite television remakes or reboots? You know, I thought that I was going to have so much of a harder time picking, but it just came to me really fast. The first one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But you may be saying, wait, but there was only one show. However, there was a movie before that starring Christy Swanson and Luke Perry, which I thought, oh, Luke Perry's in is probably going to be super good. And it was mediocre at best, but still interesting enough that when the show rolled around, I was like, oh, I guess I shall, I shall check this out, even though Luke Perry is not in it anymore. So, and I was glad that I did because it has become one of my favorite shows and has brought me some of my favorite characters, especially of the bleach blonde, fake British accent, leather clad kind. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> he is my everything. Another one is Star Trek The Next Generation. And that's... I, it's objectively a really good show, but for me, it's also a sentimental favorite because my dad and I would watch it together and he was like big into, you know, like sci-fi fantasy stuff. So I think that's where I get it from because we would watch that. We would watch like Highlander and just a bunch of other stuff. You know, uh, the original Star Trek was not a huge hit initially. And then when the second, when, when the the new one came around, people were like, oh, why are they choosing to reboot this one? It's like, because it's going to be magnificent and you're going to love it and people are going to love it for generations. So good call on the people who, who made that decision and who chose to cast Jean-Luc Picard because he's just, I mean, you think of the next generation, like, I think he's got to be the first person that you think of. He's got to be. If, if, if it's not, then I, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. He better at least be the second, is all I'm saying. <laughs> and the third one, and this one I know Meg emphatically agrees with me on this, is Battlestar Galactica. The original Battlestar Galactica was many, many moons ago. And people liked it, but not enough to keep it around. So it, it kind of faded really fast. And then this new version came out in the way back whens. You know, especially if you're around a Susie age, it's, <laughs> you were probably either not born or like an infant. I don't know. But Battlestar Galactica is one of those shows that I, I think, well, first of all, it, it just always stays timely because human greed and corruption and the, the quest to always have more than the rest and stuff is <laughs> a timeless theme. It's a great show, fantastic acting. It has just a character for, I think, every, every person to really like or, or hate. There are so many like great villains on the show. Like not just, Oh, this person is evil, but it's like, it, this person is evil, but the acting is so good. And also I can totally understand where they're coming from, which makes me mad because now I feel like maybe I could be evil, but I don't want to be. But yeah, it, it has like moral quandaries and really good, like sci-fi romances and drama galore and hot people like, Oh my God. Can we talk for a second about Tomo Pinnicket? Tomo Pinnicket is one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet. And he is in his prime in BSG. And I could just stare at him all day. All day. I could. I I, um, I took a picture with him at a supernatural convention once. And I saw him and all I could do was like shake his hand. You know, like I was there for a photo op and people were like, oh my gosh, hi Tomo. He was like being so nice to everybody and whatever, and I just shook his hand, like very business, like you know, like thank you for agreeing to take this picture with me. <laughs> Click. Have a, a wonderful rest of your day. <laughs> because what do you say when you stare at that face, other than? <laughs> but yes, it's a great show. I think even without Tamo, it would be a fantastic show. But thank God he's in it. For the sake of me and and my eye candy. Coda. <laughs> You know how many times I've put Star Galactica on our on our schedule, and I've taken it off, and it always fills up with like ten other alternates. Always. And I always take it off the schedule. I know everybody hates me. The Aaron giveth, the Aaron taketh away. Yeah. Someday, someday it'll happen. Yes, yes. And we did two. Two episodes covering Buffy, so go back and listen to those as well. The buff, our first Buffy episode was one of the first episodes we ever did on this podcast. So yeah, but definitely check those out. And I, I didn't even think that with the movie, and then going, which was good thinking there, uh, Carla. Jeez, I I used my brain this time. <laughs> the BSG one was partially led by other body parts. <laughs> And Tiff, what are your three? Well, you know, I've had such a difficult time because as I've maintained over the years, one of the worst networks besides that one that looks like, you know, the cutest little fox ever. 
is the Always Be Canceling Network. They have gotten rid of so many of my shows over the years, but I digress. My top three, which I have like, you know, <laughs> 12 written down. It's okay. Some of them I'm not surprised. <laughs> so um, I had V, which you can't see me, but I'm saying V, which was so awesome. It only got two seasons. I have no idea why. It was excellent. Excellent. And I'm like, it wasn't like super duper ahead of its time. It's sci-fi. It should have gotten at least two or three more seasons, at least, even if you had it that, even if you shorten those seasons to like, you know, the 12 or 13 episodes that networks are running now, it should have gotten that. There's no reason for it not to. And this is once again, a casualty of the always be canceling network. I also put on here one day at a time. Now, we don't talk about the fifth season because it was garbage, um, because I think it was up in the air. I want to say that that was going into pandemic, and that's why there was a problem with scheduling and with filming, because they couldn't get their um, uh, social distancing filming together, really. It wasn't, it wasn't working, so it was super rushed, and it was not good. But the first four seasons, especially season one, are just... Chef's kiss. Justina Machado is fantastic. Let's not forget the ever, ever Rita Moreno, who is, I mean, she's amazing on that. She is. She's truly amazing in it. Just a great, great, great season. Um, uh, great, great series. My probably one of my favorite episodes is, uh, Elena's Quisiera episode because that one was just, oh, that one breaks my heart. That one breaks my heart when her dad doesn't dance with, oh, (laughs) I was just heartbroken. And then everybody comes in and dance. Ah, So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And my last one, oh my gosh, this is so hard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with. I love the noise you just made. (laughs) I have never heard that come out of you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with, um, with Star Trek Discovery, which debuted on the uh, CBS All Access, which turned into now Paramount Plus. And it is, it's piggybacking off of a young, so it's pre, (laughs) this is interesting because it's pre-Enterprise and that Star Trek information like with Kirk and you know everybody Kirk and Spock so this is young Spock with his adopted sister Michael and Michael Burnham and she's interesting because she's human but she's raised as Vulcan and her uh that really colors her perception of things because you know we all know Vulcans are all about logic whereas we humans Got a lot of emotions boiling up in us. <laughs> so that colors a lot of her um, uh, of her leadership qualities when she eventually does become a lieutenant and then when she becomes Captain Michael Burnham. So those are my three. That was really hard because <laughs> I have like 11 others that I want to throw out there, but I'll hold off. Darn. 
yeah, and and the original V, I want to say, was one of the best shows ever, ever. I loved that show so much. And you know, if you're a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series, if you've never seen a different side of Robert England, he's so incredibly sweet in that series. But also, just I loved V. That was such a great, such a great show. And it's interesting with the. The, the Star Trek thing with the next generation, Carla, going back to that, because I meant to comment on that. That was one show my dad was super into sci-fi and especially the Star Trek ones. And I remember when he would watch the next generation and he he watched the original one. And so he'd always be sitting there comparing it. It got kind of annoying, but <laughs> that's that's my exposure to Star Trek is that I haven't watched very much Star Trek, but but yeah, it's it it reminds me of of that too. So I knew there was going I knew Tiff, I predicted the Star Trek one that you were going to mention that. I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> yes. I was like, Tiff is going to mention this one. I did not predict Carla's, which I should have predicted Battlestar Galactica, but I didn't. <laughs> I knew BSG for Carla. I knew that I one. Yes. That. Yeah, I knew that was coming simply because of <laughs> Tom O'Pinnock. I, I knew that one was coming. <laughs> Because you knew so many details. <laughs> Tiff, you know my brain. I know your brain. I you know what? I didn't even think about the fact that Buffy can technically be considered like a reboot. I know. So I should have yeah, I should have written that down, but I wouldn't have said it the opposite because anyway. So but yeah. BSG I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably would have I would have put Buffy on my list for sure. But uh well the first one I'm gonna mention and this is also as a shout out to for for Meg who couldn't be here, but I'm going to mention The Office. The original British version of The Office is I've only watched a little bit of it, so I can't really comment too much on it. But of course, it's a lot crueler in a lot of respects, and Ricky Gervais is gross, so you know that whole thing. And yes, The Office, the U.S. version, is not without its problems and issues and stuff. But I have watched that show over and over again. It, it it was one of my comfort shows that I would watch before I'd go to bed. I haven't rewatched it in a, about a year or so. Uh, and so it was in those string of shows that I would alternate between that and Parks and Rec and The Good Place and a couple of other shows would join that as well. But I, you know, I just always loved watching that and found it very entertaining and the acting was great. I especially um, Steve Carell. I think Steve Carell is a fantastic actor and doesn't get enough credit for how amazing he is. And he is able to, Michael Scott is not a character you should like. You really should not like Michael Scott. But somehow Steve Carell finds humanity in this character that you really shouldn't be able to empathize with at all. You shouldn't be able to, I mean, anything like that. Um, There's been like, whole theories uh profess that everybody was kind of like a, it was like a um you know the that that effect when you oh stockholm syndrome thank you stockholm syndrome that a lot of people said that all of the people all the co-workers all the workers ended up developing stockholm syndrome when it came to michael scott <laughs> i think they just looked at the uh, the bosses who came after him and were like we had it so much better oh yeah that oh my gosh that eighth season and the ninth season oh, oh let's robert not even california. talk about robert california yes <laughs> oh, they were awful holy moly yeah oh that was so bad yeah you realize how essential steve carell was to that show when he left that show 
it was just like the quality. It's just, and I'm not saying like all those seasons were great, but the quality really took a nosedive when he left. So, cause you could just tell it just, yeah, it was not, not the same. Uh, I'm going to second one day at a time. And I never watched the final season because that was the season that came after they, after Netflix canceled them. And I just never got to watch it. And I watched one day at a time because we covered it a couple of years ago. And that was why I watched it. And I really, because I had a hard time with that one at first because of the laugh track, because we've gotten so used to not having that anymore. So it was really hard at first. But then once I got past that, I just loved uh, the characters and the performances are all fantastic and a lot of the topics that they covered. And yeah, that Quinceanera episode, oh my gosh, I bawled. I bawled. That was just, oh, that episode just, uh, just got me. Just got me. It was just like a, Broke my heart. Yes. My cold, dead heart. Yes, that one really, really got to me. Uh, And then this last one. (laughs) Okay, prepare yourselves. (laughs) My panel is going to laugh at me. Dallas. (laughs) Whoa. I had that on my list, Erin. What? I had that on my list. quality television but oh my gosh was it entertaining it was so, so entertaining. entertaining it was such trash it was hot trash but it was so entertaining yes i mean josh henderson as um like basically you know john ross ewing so the jr the junior jr uh was so much fun to watch and when i was little i used to actually watch the original dallas and i loved jr so much and so to have like this other version of JR that was pretty much just exactly like JR and having Larry Hagman back and having and also having uh, Linda Gray back as Sue Ellen and having all of these people. Yes, this was complete and utter trash, but it was so entertaining and so much fun. And I also really want to say, because I know. Uh, people are a fan of him. Mitch Pelegi was on here too and was kind of like a bad guy, but he was so good and entertaining. <laughs> Look at Carla's face. <laughs> Suddenly I started paying attention. I know. Like, I, was what? Like, <laughs> I was like, eh, don't care, don't care. Mitch Pelegi? <laughs> I live. <laughs> but it was, yes. And, and I actually was upset that it got canceled because... <laughs> I had so much fun watching this show, this complete and utter trash, but it was just a show to be able to turn your brain off. And it captured the feel of the original, which was also trash, but it captured that same kind of feel and essence of it. And, you know, the, the just the soap opera-ness of it. I will always be a soap fan. And so it really, really played into that. And I liked a lot of the cast, I thought they were enjoyable to watch. They were sexy, some of them. And so, yes, I know. I was like, this is going to this is gonna be the one I'm going to totally blow my panelist's mind with. <laughs> but then Tiff, of course, I should have known. I should have known if anyone else was going to agree with me on this. <laughs> be Tiff. Here I come. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> I'm like, Tiff is the only one who gets me sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know, I know that um, 
Jen is your podcast brain twin, but I would like to think that I have a special TV slash film brain twin somewhere in there as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, you are. We we have like Tiff and I really do have very 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 similar taste and stuff that nobody else watches. We always watch and yeah. So you so if there's a movie or a television show that I'm unsure about. But if Tiff were to recommend it and say that she loved it, then I would know that probably there'd be a 99.99% chance that I would like it too. So yes, yes. Good. I'm glad I wasn't alone in that one. I'm like, everybody's going to turn off their monitors when I say this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the other side here, the other side of the coin. So, uh, Carla, what are the three, and we can repeat these two, what are the three worst reboots? Oh, man. Okay, like, there could be so many, because just, by and large, the bad ones outnumber the good ones by, like, a five-to-one ratio. But I did manage to, to pare it down. The first one that I'll mention is a show that I didn't even like in the first place, but that I actually liked the original series more than the reboot, and that's Gilmore Girls. I did not like Gilmore Girls. I watched it because Meg is my bestie, and she begged and pleaded, and I said that we that I would watch it as long as I could um, trash it for like 15 episodes. And so that has worked out really well because I have trashed it on Bad Water Behead. I trashed it on my streaming bubble. I think I trashed it somewhere else, but I am very excited to trash talk that show. But you think, okay, well, there's Gilmore Girls. How bad can a reboot be? And then A Year in the Life comes out. And blows you away with how underprepared you were for how much it was going to suck. Like, just just that episode alone where Rory gets back together with her little band of miscreant college ne'er-do-wells who are in school with their daddy's trust fund and endless loads of cash. And suddenly they take over their little town of, what is it, Stony Brook? No, that's... Baby Sitter's Club. Stars, uh, Stars Hollow. Thank you. I know something dreamy, something dreamy, where you think that you would want to go, but then you'll watch the show and you're like, I never want to go here. Yes, yeah, Stars Hollow. And they take over and then they, I think like at one point they're rolling a bed down the uh, a street. I don't remember. It was something like, it's supposed to be whimsical and like, oh, remember when we, when we were young and carefree? And I'm like, oh, remember how you were and still are incredibly entitled that was my 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 take and if you didn't like rory from the original series you really outright hate her after the reboot yep. because all of those awful little things about her they she doesn't grow out of them in fact she leans hard into them and becomes an even worse person 
than she, than you ever thought she could be. So kudos to you on that kind of growth, I guess. If you're just looking for <laughs> straight up expansion of your mono Rory Thea crisis. I don't know. She's just awful, man. She's awful and she becomes more awful. And then they have the gall to end it on like a cliffhanger of like, Mom, I'm pregnant. And that's it. That's the end of the of the show. Like Honestly, that's 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 that was Amy Sherman Palladino coming in and fixing it because apparently like she wanted to do this because season seven of the original show sucked so much because she had left the show and the other people came in and they made a mess of it. And she's like, I'm going to set it right by making this reboot that makes no sense and makes everybody hate all the characters that much more. All right, man, it's your show, I guess. (laughs) The only redeeming value about a year in the life is... Emily, I have no Fs to give left <laughs> Gilmore. <laughs> she, that was a very interesting evolution. That evolution of her, like, I'm going to give you the real deal about what whaling was like. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and then telling her friends, her air quotes friends at the DAR. <laughs> yes. She's like, if you say, if you say, to me one more time (laughs) Emily oh my god that scene was fantastic I still can't stand Emily Gilmore and she can rot as far as I'm concerned but that was a really really cool turn of events still hate her still hate her (laughs) offspring and her offspring's offspring (laughs) moving on though Moving on to the other shows that I did not like. And that was the, the one that I, you know, am the most mild about because, again, <laughs> I don't like Gilmore Girls. Moving on to the next one, American Idol. All right. Okay. First of all, so the, the original American Idol started tanking in my brain, you know, early on because after a series of fantastic contestants and really great winners – then it started to just become white guy with guitar a thon. And that's all it became, you know, like, okay, we get it. So the, the, the white guy with the guitar is going to win. All right. Now we know that the entire, the, 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 okay. The season where Adam Lambert doesn't win. Why? Why not cancel the show after that? Objectively? Like, <laughs> really? Like David Archuleta doesn't win is the other David whose name I don't even remember because he doesn't matter wins. And we decided we want to keep the show going. It's like, oh, let's see if, if America gets it right next year. Spoiler alert, they don't. They never get it right. Except for with, with Candace, um, I forget her last, Glover. Candace Glover, who has the voice of an angel and I've never heard from her again. But the end of the 10th season, you know, like they make a big deal about, oh, the show is finishing. Oh, it's wonderful. Let's bring back older contestants and let's bring back some of the old hosts and oh what a wonderful tribute to the show that went on and catapulted four or five people into stardom and into um c-list musical celebrity dumb for at least five more and into complete obscurity uh, a score of others and how does the night conclude the show ends the lights go down and Ryan Seacrest says, goodbye for now. And you're like, what? You made this whole big deal about the show ending, and now you're teasing that it's coming back as it's ending. Why? Why not just say, we're going on an extended hiatus until you guys care again? But guess what happened? America didn't care again. You know why? In part because they moved the network and, and people. 
they moved the network and they brought it back within like a couple of years. That is not time for, there's not enough time for people to get sentimental about American Idol. People were not sentimental about American Idol by the time that it ended. Why would you think that they would be two years later? No, no. And I appreciated the fact that they brought back nicer hosts. That Not brought back, but like they brought in nicer hosts. But also, Luke Bryan was boring as hell. Luke Bryan is boring as hell. No redeeming qualities. At least Harry Connick Jr. had a spine. And he would call out people and be like, you're, you're singing poorly. Like, why are you up here? He he would refuse to clap for anybody or to give a standing ovation. And throughout many of the seasons, people, like the judges would be like, oh, you stood above the rest. I'm going to clap for you. Or stand. he would be like, nope. Nope, you're just a contestant. <laughs> I, I'm treating this as a contest and I am judging you. And I will only enjoy it as an audience member in the very finale when my opinion doesn't count anymore. And you know what? Kudos to you, sir. Kudos to you. Because if a man who can take uh, being a Frank Sinatra impersonator and make it into a booming career can sit down and talk to you like that and make sense, I will give you all the kudos. Yes, sir, you are 100% correct in your opinion. But they bring, they bring it back completely toothless giving you even more mediocre contestants than ever before. Oh, but wait, there's more. They bring back amazing contestants, but also mediocre ones. And they load it up with, well, I guess, with guitar. Guess who wins a lot of the time? Huh? Guess, guess, guess. Huh? I'm not even going to say it because you already know the answer. Anyway, <laughs> moving on to the one that galls me the most. The one that makes me the angriest. The one that I was like, why would you ruin my life like this after it has already ruined my life for me in its initial run? And that is The X-Files. The show that first started all of my love for, um, for fandom immediately crushed my soul by coming back. Didn't need to come back ever. You know why? Because it, it was already kind of crappy towards the end. The show killed itself. The show basically flung itself off a cliff. And it was like, you know, when, by the time the show ended, my heart wasn't even broken because it had ended for me seasons prior when Mulder stopped coming back. And then they're like, we're going to bring up back Mulder and Scully. And they're not together. They have been together. You didn't get to see any of that. No, 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 no. We're just going to tell you that they were together and now they're not. And on top of it, they brought back a horrible plot point where everything that you knew about Scully's entire agency as a human being and with her uterus, it's all been a big joke. The cigarette smoking man has completely determined everything that happens to her uterus since the beginning. And yeah, it's it's awful. It's cringy. It's like a slap in the face to the beautiful amazing saint dana catherine scully how could they do this to her how could they do this to, to me how could they do this to me 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 specifically i'm not talking about me a fan oh you know the x-files fandom no me specifically how dare you i am hurt i am offended i am bewildered i am uh angry I am looking at my Scully Funko and she's looking at me like, yeah, right? I'm like, yeah, right? <laughs> we are angry. We are angry. 
We demand answers and no more reboots ever again. We demand that you delete all footage of everything that happened after Mulder left. Cap the show at the end of season six. Well, and I'm only giving you season six only because they had the movie prior to that. So I'm letting you have that. But the rest of the show can go. Seasons seven, eight, nine, and then everything else can go. Bye-bye. That reboot was an insult. That reboot. Reboot, please. I'm a little <laughs> upset about it. Just a little bit. I predicted that was going to be on there. So, yes. Uh, I, I did. What's so weird about the American Idol one, though, is that I, I was like, wait, they rebooted that? I thought it was just a continuation. That's how long I had not been watching. I was like, wait a minute. They, did they cancel the reboot? Or is the reboot... I don't even know if it's still on anymore. I don't know either. I don't I know. Don't know. I didn't... It, it, yeah, I was No totally, clue. Yeah. But so. it, it, it existed for 10 seasons. It disappeared for like one or two. And then like, you know what would be great? Bring it back immediately on a different network. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I'm not even the yeah. only thing we'll keep the same is most of the format and Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Uh, <laughs> um, so Tiff, what are your what what are your three, Tiff? Oh my gosh. Well, of course, yes, I did have the X Files on there because it like Carla said, it didn't even break my heart because I had no more heart left to give after the last what? two seasons of the original you're so generous and only making it two okay i'll give it four seasons of the original <laughs> yes and then and then you know you have the film i want to believe and i wanted to believe but <laughs> i honestly didn't believe the film <laughs> it's just i yeah that reboot just mm. Yeah, I'm glad Carla went in on it because, yeah, I'm just going to cross that one off my list. But so I'm going to go with my first one. She's got to have it. Now, the original movie, which came out many, 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 many moons ago, and I was way too young to have watched it, which I didn't watch it when it came out. I didn't watch it till I was, you know, like almost grown because it is highly sexual. But this, the reboot of it, it just lacks the energy of the original, you know, Spike Lee joint. There's something to be said about Spike filming it in black and white. Uh, and then you have this reboot on Netflix and it's like everything is overly saturated with color, which feels kind of odd to me. Like the fact that it is so, I know it's New York. It should be colorful, but I think he made a, he had a specific reason filming it for stripping that color down and filming it in black and white for some reason. And then you have this reboot that is like rainbow <laughs> riot of color in your face of color. And the whole idea of it is that there's so much going on that stripped color actually makes you focus a little bit more than this riot of color coming out. Maybe it's just me, but I just, the characterization just, you know, oh gosh. And I really, really, really like, oh gosh, why am I forgetting her name? 
because she was one of my favorites on um, Underground. And now I have to look her up because it's going to get on my nerves. Uh, stand by, DeWanda Wise. I really liked her as Nola Darling, but I think the writing just was not there for some reason. And the guy who plays Greer does not work for me. Yeah, I, it just doesn't work for me. It, it, it doesn't work on many different levels. Uh, my next one is Prison Break. The, <laughs> the original premise of Prison Break, the original is ridiculous. It's like absolutely ridiculous if you think about it. I'm going to get myself into prison so I can break my brother out of prison. Okay, sure. <laughs> let, let, let's go with that. And I'm a genius, you know, and because I'm such a genius and I'm also <laughs> quite handsome as well, and I've got these piercing blue eyes, the, <laughs> the prison doctor like falls in love with me and is helping me to break my brother out essentially. Keep keep up with me, y'all. Keep up with me. And then I bring other people because it's a prison break. I have to bring other people into this because my brother is also on death row. So I have to bring other people into my plan, which is supposed to be a super, super, duper secret. But it doesn't end up being a secret, right? So, yeah. So the original premise suspends belief. The reboot, why? Just why? Just, I mean, just why? Please tell me why. So Michael is supposed to be dead and then he turns out to not be dead. Why? Not to mention, let's, let's, let's and figure that Wentworth Miller and Dominic Purcell are supposed to be brothers. I threw my pen at that, sir. I throw my pen at that, sir. <laughs> You're so right, though. Hello. <laughs> it's like just because you shave uh you give Wentworth Miller a buzz cut doesn't no 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 let him grow that hair out let him grow that hair out and you see what I'm talking about let him grow that hair out and you'll see what I'm talking about for those of you don't of, of your audience that doesn't know Wentworth Miller is biracial and Dominic Purcell is very much not biracial and in the move in the film in the film in the TV show they're supposed to be like full-blooded brothers they're not half brothers they're definitely they're, they have the same parents that's what i say to that i put my pen down with force my last one and this is just this was so egregious i don't know who green lighted this idea heroes reborn the original concept of heroes is so mm, it's so awesome save the cheerleader save the world i mean what does this mean? You have to find out what this means. And you've got these heroes who are coming out with these abilities and they don't know how to deal with them and they don't know how to uh, control them. And there's this uh, shady government <laughs> situation going on in the background, trying to herd up these heroes and trying to stop these things from happening. Great, great, great show. Then you reboot it and it's like, just, just poop on everything. Just poop on what the original stood for. You know, not to mention, where's the cheerleader? Uh, guess what? She's dead. So y'all didn't save the world because you didn't save the cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> That's all amazing. Thank you for all I, I would give a standing ovation. I would. I'm not going to stand, but imagine that I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm also not going to clap because it would be loud, but imagine that I did. I'm an 
watching. Thank you. You're, you're pulling the Harry Connick Jr. card. For- <laughs> I, you know what? There's a reason why I think he was one of the better judges of the show. So there you go. I will not clap for you. I will not stand. But I secretly deep down in my heart, you can see the agreement on my face. <laughs> you'd give you'd do the GIF response with the. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, <laughs> and someday I want to mention. Someday we will cover the X Files on this on this podcast i've been meaning to forever and i don't know why we haven't um but we will cover it at some point so yeah uh well my three kind of follow a formula here um because this this list was a lot longer than my favorites list this list was so long and i narrowed it down but there was this trend that happened where all of these sitcoms from the 90s and early 2000s were like we're gonna come back for new seasons because we know also our series finale was not loved and so we're gonna erase the series finale and start over again so all three of these did this and all three of them i think suck (laughs) really bad some more than others so first we'll start and and roseanne barr is an absolute trash person absolute trash person but they rebooted Roseanne and then they ended up changing the name to the Connors because they killed Roseanne in, in the reboot because she's a horrible, awful, racist person, the the actresses. I do think Roseanne Connor from the original Roseanne, original run of Roseanne would hate Roseanne Barr. I just want to say that uh, because she would never have agreed with the stuff she says. But so they bring it back. And it just, there was no reason to, yes, the series finale of that show was one of the worst series finales ever, but you still didn't need to bring it back. And it just was kind of like this weird cash nostalgia grab. I don't understand why they did it. And I I think John Goodman is a great actor, but I don't know. It just felt like, let it go. That was a long, that show ran for a long time, way longer than it needed to. And yes, they ruined it. But bringing it back doesn't mean all the time that you are going to save a show. Like one of the alternates for bringing back is Dexter. I think Dexter actually redeemed the finale. But with these three that I'm mentioning, it doesn't. It actually makes it worse. It feels like they're trying too hard. And it's just weird, erasing like a whole thing. You're not a soap. So it's just bizarre to me. Um, and then the next one is Mad About You. I loved Mad About You. I still, I rewatched it recently. And while there's a lot of cringe stuff, I still really love that show. I, I loved Jamie and Paul. And I loved um, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt on that show. And I thought they had great chemistry. And I thought a lot of the supporting characters were incredible. And yes, that finale wasn't that great. But to bring it back, and it's like this weird, it felt really uncomfortable watching it i tried just a couple episodes and i'm like i can't do this and you know having the whole like they're still in that place in they're still in the same apartment it seemed kind of weird to me for some reason and i'm not saying like people don't stay in the same place but these people i I don't know it seemed weird to me that they were still in the. i don't know why that bothered me and then having it flash forward and dealing with the empty nest syndrome and but they didn't have like they didn't have Paul and Jamie break up, which I thought was actually a more interesting thing in the original series finale because I do believe that couple, I believed that they would break up and then get back together again. And it made sense the way it was handled. But then to erase all of that 
And it was just weird. I didn't like it. It was just icky and it made me uncomfortable watching it. It felt really weird. And then the last one is Will and Grace. Now, Will and Grace has issues galore. And um, I think the finale of Will and Grace is horrendous, absolutely horrible. But they brought it back. And to me, it was like they brought it back to not only redo that series finale, but to also say, look, we know we didn't do as great with certain things. So what we're going to do is we're going to try to represent everything, but we're not going to do it in a genuine way. So to me, it felt like they were trying so hard to be like, we understand our mistakes and now we're going to give you what you really want. And we are better than we were before. And it's just like, eh, and the whole shtick, the whole Will and Grace thing got old. And it wasn't as entertaining. And even the, the Jack thing got old. And the Karen thing got old. And it all just was old and tired and wasn't handled well. And just was, once again, felt like a cash grab. So that that whole trend of bringing these shows back that had horrible series finales and redoing them and erasing that finale, it it needs to end. I don't know if there are other ones in the works, but it was horrible. And it was just this weird thing of all these sitcoms were doing it. And most of them failed, I do want to say, which was the good part is most of them failed because people are like, I don't want to watch this now. So I, I will say on the Will and Grace front, I do think – Parts of the podcast that um, Eric McCormick and Sean, hell is this? How am I forgetting his last name? Sean Hayes. Hayes, yeah. That they host and they like it's a rewatch podcast, and so they're rewatching Will and Grace. I think it's kind of entertaining. It's it's interesting. I mean, it's not great and wonderful, but it's interesting to to listen to. But yeah, that was horrible. That was a horrible, horrible reboot. So yeah. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Well, lastly, Carla, what show do you have a dream, like would be your dream reboot? And would you keep the cast the same or what? Listen, I have so many dreams. I have so many desires. So many things to which I aspire. So many things that I think that dream makers would just be amazing at bringing to the world and, you know, making the world a better place through these reboot ideas. But, uh, well, first I'll, I'll, I'll start just by saying that Meg had said that she would bring back Selfie, but go back in time, give a better promotion and a whole different name because that name sucked. And 
Yeah, it was a, a great show, except for those things. Well, and the the very overt and casual ra- racism that I think I think really they would have righted that at some point. I think that that um, it wouldn't have whatever. Point is that was Meg's thing. She can explain it at some point if you feel like getting in touch with her. Ask her, hey Meg, why would you want to reboot Selfie? How would it, how would it address the racism issues? Let her t- let deal, her with deal with those answers. Anyway, as far as mine, I have, okay, so Whiskey Cavalier was a show that was on for one season, I'd always be canceling, and it canceled, and I would bring it back with the exact same people, um, because it was fantastic, but the one that I really would want rebooted, I would want a reboot of Girlfriends, and I would want for the friends to not suck. Mind you, this is one of my favorite shows from that era, I still think of that show frequently i love it to death but those people were toxic those were not those would not be my friends those would be people that i that i would like delete from my phone and block them especially tony goodbye tony childs yes yes tiff tiff is miming cutting off <laughs> and blocking absolutely First to go, Tony Childs. Bye bye. I would keep Maya around just because she's hilarious and I think she's adorable, but I don't think that I would want to be friends with her. But so I would want um, writing that reflected what friends would actually be like. <laughs> what would it be like if you had a group of girlfriends and they didn't suck <laughs> and that you didn't just keep watching because they were incredibly charismatic and funny? And I think that the people that I would want to cast would be Kiki Palmer. I think that, that the show could like revolve around Kiki Palmer's character. Um, I would bring in Dominique Fishback from, um, well, she was recently in the show Swarm, which is amazing. And it just leaves you like, what the hell is going on in my television right now? Why would, would Donald Glover and his brain do this to me? It's just very good. And she was also in, what is it? The Judas and the Last Messiah. She's phenomenal. Um, Olivia Washington from the limited series, I think on Prime, I'm a Virgo. Not just because that's a great star sign, just objectively, it's a fantastic star sign, but she was so good in it. Her character was, I, I really enjoyed her. Like, I, I, I would love to cast her in something, anything, because I think she, she has a lot of talent. It just happens to be that she's Denzel Washington's daughter, but that's neither here nor there. I promise I didn't even know this until I looked up her name today and it said, oh, Denzel uh, Washington's daughter was like, what? Interesting. Just thought I'd let you know now that I know and now you know. And my fourth girlfriend would be Cardi B because I would want to see what kind of chaos she would bring to a role. I think I would be very interested to see how her character and Kiki Palmer's character would ignite the screen, possibly the set, but, you know, just get really good insurance and you're covered. I We would absolutely need to recast William. I mean, obviously, because the guy is, you know, whatever. But I, I cannot think of somebody that I would think of for casting that role just off the top of my head. I would need to give that more thought. But I would want it to be somebody who was not a Black Republican. Because I think that those should be extinct. I don't think that that makes any sense, especially in 2023. I would not also want him to be a libertarian. 
because that's not no better. That's not any better. No. But I would just be very interested to to see uh, the show brought back with new characters, different writing, with, you know, flawed characters who may not be the greatest human beings at every step of the way, but who don't actively suck as friends. <laughs> Like, and again, we're talking about one of the shows that I love the most, but, <laughs> but like, okay, let's, let's call it what it is, you know? Um, and then speaking of girlfriends, we did, Carla and I did an episode a couple of years ago talking about girlfriends. So you can go back and listen to that. And also that is the episode that gave birth to Christian effing Bale. So yes. <laughs> I know that makes no sense on paper, but... <laughs> If you're a Patreon subscriber, which you should be, you will get access to a very special Christian Effing Bale episode. And you, you just don't want to miss any Christian Effing Bale content. I mean, why should you? He is bane of my existence, but <laughs> also the light of my life. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but I, I like, I was trying to think of who. While you were trying to think of who possibly to recast, I was like trying to play names and play names in my head. People in my head, not names. <laughs> Just random names. Look at a lot of random names. This is who. Matilda Fluffmeister. Yeah. I don't know if you're an actor, but hey. <laughs> Eleanor uh, Dorkelheimer. <laughs> Dorkelheimer? <laughs> Petunia. Petunia Lilygold. Yes, exactly. They all live down the street from each other. Um, you don't know the street, Aaron. You're just not cool <laughs> like us. But, you know, if you're in the know. Wow. <laughs> so, Tiff, what is your dream reboot? And would you keep the cast? Or my reboot would be a show that is still close to my heart, Underground. And I would change nothing about that cast. Absolutely nothing. Because it was absolutely Perfect with Journey Smollett Bell as well as um, Aldous Hodge. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, yes. I have my full attention. I have your full attention now. Yes, Aldous Hodge. Hello. <laughs> the man who should have been um, a star of the MCU, but Marvel, you have no, Marvel doesn't have the range apparently. Hmm. Think of him as. Sam Wilson. Yeah. All massage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I have no changes. I have no notes. I, I have zero notes. And you want to know why I have no notes? It's because it's fantastic. The writing is fantastic. The premise is fantastic. And it gave us the greatest episode possibly of television, the greatest monologue of all time on television with Aisha Hines as Harriet Tubman, the Black Moses, one full hour of her monologuing. And she answered my question on the artist that used to be formerly known as Twitter. So yeah, if you go back, you might see you might see my question and you might see her answering my question, but you'd have to search far and wide because I think that was like from maybe 2015 or so. So it was a while ago. But I have literally no notes about that show. The only thing I would have is that it could not be obviously on a network that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Number one. Because <laughs> it was on at the time it was on WGN. And 
uh, they got bought out by like, I think the Sinclair group, which we all know how Sinclair is. And I was hoping that it would get, they shopped it to a bunch of streamers and nobody picked it up. I, I'm confused as to why, because something like that, I think is built for a platform like Prime. It's built for a platform like, um, I think it's a little, Hulu feels a little lightweight for it, to be honest, because this is very, this, the themes in this are extremely raw because it's dealing with enslavement. So I feel like he was a little too, you know, a little too light for it. For some reason, I I equate Hulu with like comedies for some reason. And I know that's silly because we talked about Pam and Tommy, which was definitely not a comedy. It had a lot of comedic moments, but definitely was not a comedy. Um, <laughs> but for some reason, Hulu doesn't feel right to me for that. But I do believe that it would have slayed on something like Pride. Like literally slayed. No notes. No <laughs> notes. Same showrunner. It was Misha Green. Zero notes. Let's go. Awesome. So this is one that there are a ton that I could name, but I decided to go to the very first when I was a teenager and I was in high school and the very first cancellation that broke my heart. It was ABC, um, you know as Tiff calls them, always be canceling, which they do, you know, um, and that is my so-called life. Now, this is hard because my so-called life ended on a huge cliffhanger. If anybody watched that, it ended on this humongous cliffhanger. And the creator of the show has um, said what she said the next season, how it would have played out, what would have happened, uh, which I like some of that stuff that she said and some I don't. But so this one's hard because all these people were teenagers then. So why I'd want to keep all of the cast with the ex- with a very important exception, I, I the only way you could do it is if you were to show them as adults and then maybe showing them with their kids, which usually when that when you do that, I know they've done that. I can't think of the ones right now, but I know that's been done and it's usually horrible. So I don't know how that would work, but I just would want this show back to find out what happened with these characters. The one exception would be they can just have Jordan Catalano is dead. Because we're not going to bring Jared Leto. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Back. Tragic voting accident. Sorry, bro. Oh accident. gosh, he had a brain aneurysm. Oh, oh the poor guy. I was going to say he's electrocuted during one of his gigs as a performer or something. Yeah, I don't know. <gasps> and the tour bus flipped over. Oh, so sad. <laughs> and caught on fire. Oh man. <laughs> oh, so there wasn't even a body. It's just ashes in an urn. <gasps> oh, it's too bad. <laughs> But to have, I definitely would want Wilson Cruz back for sure. Because uh, can oh my I just gosh. say? Can I just say Wilson yeah. Cruz is on Star Trek Discovery and he is a a tildo, a silver a fox. Oh my gosh, he looks amazing. He is so fine, oh. y'all. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh, I love Wilson Cruz. <laughs> I love Wilson Cruz so much. He uh, liked one of our uh, when we because we released an episode about my so called life a couple years ago. And he liked one of those tweets and it was like this total fangirl moment for me. I was just ecstatic. But I just really want to know what happened to Ricky. I really want to know because he was my favorite character on the show. I also want to know what happened to Ran. Uh, Ran was so fascinating and interesting to me. And I loved her a lot. And yes, yes, I do want to know what happened to Angela. But Angela sometimes graded on my last nerve. Even though I loved her, she still drove me nuts. 
So, but I still would just like to know what happened to them. And once again, even though my young teenage me loved Jordan Catalano, even though he was a horrible person, I we don't want Jordan back because we don't want Jared anywhere near that. Jared Leto or, or Jared Padalecki. I'll just put that out there too. <laughs> or our hybrid, Jared Padaletto. Yes. <laughs> we don't want any of them near that, near the show. We don't want that clone. We don't yeah. like that. No. No. <laughs> Hard pass. No. Um, so, yes, it would open and be like, on uh, this date, you know, Jordan Catalano died. And that's it. Last mention of him. But I just think it would be interesting to revisit that. And, yeah, anything with Wilson Cruz, I just, I love that. I love him so much. So I just would love, love to see him again. And, yes, he's he looks, oh, my gosh. He's like, Oh, oh my, oh my. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows what he's doing because he posts that stuff all the time and he's like, Hi, how you doing? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, You know exactly what you were doing, sir. <laughs> you know exactly what you were doing. Because let me tell you, I sat up and took notice when I saw him walk through the door on Star Trek Discovery. I was like, oh. <laughs> I said, Hey, now. <laughs> He does con- the convention circuit, Tiff. I, you know, I mean, the way my, yeah, but the way my introvertism is set up, the way it's set up, like the idea of a convention is just like, it gets my heart to pounding in not a good way. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you uh, both so much. We are going to play a quick round of six degrees of Fenwick Rock minus like one degree. And I don't know, Tiff, did you do one of these? You're you're always one degree away from him. I am always one degree away from him. But you know what? I did it. I just noticed how you said, you know, connect it to a TV show. And I didn't. I connected it to like other people. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. One of them wasn't a TV show. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Garrett Hedlund was in Troy with Brad Pitt. Oh, sorry. Who was in I the lo- <laughs> Who was in the Lost City? <laughs> with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, we love that. Who was in Gravity with George Clooney? Who was on The Facts of Life? Stay with me now. Who was in Ticket to Paradise with Julia Roberts? Who was in The Normal Heart with Finn Woodrock? Yay! I like that one. Yes. Thank yes. Thank you. Yes. And go listen to our episode covering the normal heart. I, I love that episode. One of the few Ryan Murphy things that I don't criticize so deeply. <laughs> I hate that man so much. <laughs> Especially, he really showed his col- color, true colors during the whole strike stuff, I want to say. Yeah. Um, cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, I did very simple. I went very simple here. So Steve Carell from The Office was in The Big Short with Finn Wittrock. And who else was in The Big Short? Who else was in The Big Short? Hmm. Of course, Ryan Gosling. But who else? Well, Christian Effing Bale. Yes, yes. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) come on. Anybody who's a fandom thinger should know this. (laughs) You should, yes. And we covered that last well, earlier this year, actually, and it has one of my favorite, quote unquote, Christian appearances where Christian expla- explains the 
way <laughs> Wall Street works. And <laughs> he did such a good job. He's it's amazing at explaining at explaining the economy. <laughs> like he should teach a course. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. We yeah. were all we were all smarter after that. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. That's still one of my favorite moments. Oh my gosh. I have watched that. I you know, that might actually be a little bit above Christian's uh John Bon Jovi audition. It might be just a tad bit above. <laughs> They're both amazing, <laughs> but yes, yes. So not that not that I have a particular bias, but for me, it's still the Bon Jovi one. <laughs> I, I I figured, and I love that you can go watch on our TikTok on our TikTok channel. One the pinned, it's pinned. Uh, you can watch Christian Bale and American Psycho, so you can you can watch Patrick Bateman. You know, there was that whole thing that people were doing where Patrick Bateman with his headphones on and what he's listening to. And I had to do it with him listening to Christian Bale auditioning for John Bon Jovi. <laughs> so, and I will never forget when the comments going, "What in the hell is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so go up, but yes, yes, Christian explaining the economy with the mom bucks was <laughs> you know he used the resources available to him that is i think a very very clever thing that christian effing bale did yes yes <laughs> that christian man he's, he's <laughs> my gosh ah <laughs> oh, that dork okay so <laughs> he is a dork though in real life yes, the real christian 100%. bale is a dork okay <laughs> See, so it tracks. What he did is exactly, it, it just, it's on par with what he would do. It just, it makes perfect sense, of course. Yes. <laughs> so, Carla, we're going to go ahead and close out. Sorry, we're closing, we're going to, blah, blah, blah. we're closing out this episode. So, thank you again to my sexy ladies, Carla and Tiff, for joining me. So, Carla, if you want to tell everybody where they can find you, Bedwetter Behead, and your amazing photography and writing, and just you. Well, thank you, Erin. You can find the podcast that I co-host with Meg occasionally, which we haven't done in a bit because of the sec- after stri- strike and now holidays and birthday season. And so hopefully we will have new episodes for you in 2024. But you can check out what we've already done on any platform where you get podcasts. If you can find, it's a fandom thing, you can find Bedwater Behead. You can also find our online presence on Twitter at bedwetbeheadpod, on Instagram at bed.wet.behead.pod, on TikTok at bedwetbeheadpod. You can also find me and my art and my musings on TikTok at Carla Temis. Also, I said TikTok. Yes. So Instagram at Carla Temis. I could just say at TikTok and Instagram at Carla Temis because they're the same thing. Or on my website, carlatemis.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-T-E-M-I-S dot com. And much like Aaron, you can say that with a shimmy in your shoulders for fun. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> I do. I get, I have so much fun doing that. I don't know. I should create a whole I should create a whole clip reel of just me reacting to Carla's website. <laughs> Set it to some music. I would love yes. to see that. 
Yes, I'm going to have to. I, when, when I find the time to do that, we will see. But hey, maybe I'll do that during our Christian effing bail month because all of those are going to be, whoops, all of those are going to be live streams. So maybe I will do it during that time. Thank you so much, Carla. And also, just to let you know, Bedwetter Behead has covered a lot of the shows we have discussed today. So go check them out. Yes. Oh my God, that is such a good point. Yes, go do that. <laughs> And more than once for some of the shows, too. So That's yeah. right. Yep. <laughs> so wonderful Tiff, who has the best tastes, one of the best tastes of, of any, <laughs> I know, Carla, <laughs> who has some of the best tastes. <laughs> Sorry, Carla. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I cannot believe that I came on this show to be talked to like this. My hey, God. This is what happens when you like spend four years of your life tweeting into the ether and only one person is responding to your tweets. Yes. <laughs> About two shows. <laughs> this is what happens. Yep. Yes. Yep. You become close. <laughs> Damn it. Fine then. <laughs> so yeah, I'm out there at Who Is Sick As Me. Um, like I'm on all the things. I don't respond to a lot of the things, but you know what? Give it a try because I actually might do it one day. Like my phone gives me notifications, so I probably will answer at some point in time. At some point. If you really need me. <laughs> I'm just imagining like I'm sitting there and they 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 tweet something at you or they something and then like two years later, out of the blue, you just randomly reply and they're like, Oh my gosh, Tiff finally got back to me. <laughs> I mean, yo, that's probably what it is right now in the artist form of me, though, just Twitter, because literally, literally, I only retweet stuff from my friends at It's a Fandom Thing Pod and Bed Red Behead. I literally don't do anything on there anymore. And this is coming from somebody who has tweeted like 200,000 times. <laughs> <It's all> yeah. <bad. laughs> yeah, pretty much same. Although, who are we kidding in two years? None of us are going to be on Twitter anymore, I don't think. No. I'm sure they're going to start charging for it. Then it's oh, heck no. And I'm like, delete, delete, deactivate. <laughs> our, our our podcast won't even be on there if they're charging. I'm not even going to pay a dollar a year. No. Heck no. <laughs> no. No way, no how. That man money. Um, no. No, thank you. Um, so, yeah, like you, you don't really want to follow me personally because – you can't, and I'm also, I don't do anything on Twitter anymore. It's the only one that you could follow, definitely. I mean, you can if you really, really want to, but you just will see just retweets and stuff of the podcast. But you do want to follow Fergie because she is adorable. She's cute. She has really great taste in entertainment. Mainly, she leans towards horror because, you know, she loves that. She recently got a new toy because uh, I'm participating in a gift exchange and they sent her a toy that is a bloody knife. And when I opened it, she quote unquote bloody. Okay. It's not a real bloody knife, everybody. Uh, it's fake blood. And she went instinctively and she licked the fake blood part of the knife. <laughs> so, you know, she's a weirdo. She's so weird. I mean, that's the best way, but go follow her on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H. 
R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. Yes, it's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. I'm trying to be more active on there. So you will see some recent ones there. Uh, if you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandom thing Click the contact us button there. That'll shoot me an email and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And while you're there, consider becoming a Patreon supporter today for as little as three bucks a month. You get great bonus content. Um, this month we are going to be releasing Patreon supporters are going to be able to see it first, unedited, uncut. You get to see us as Barbies. And that is our Barbie episode that we recorded a couple months ago, but you know, but we couldn't do anything with it because of the strike. But Patreon supporters are going to hear that episode early. They're going to see that episode early. So they're going to get an unedited, uncut video version featuring Carla, Susie, and Aaron A. and myself as our own Barbies. So, you know, you don't want to miss out on that. We're also going to be doing a special bonus episode talking about the movie Elf. So you've got some bonus content coming your way. If you become a Patreon supporter, you also get to help determine the nominees in some categories for our upcoming second annual Fandom Choice Awards. So that those are fun. Stay tuned for more. I'm sure... Carla is probably going to win best segment again. We'll see. Will she win again for Christian Bale? Let's see. I mean, she did explain the economy to us. She did. I mean, he did, but you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. Sorry. Uh, but yes. So become a Patreon supporter today. Link in show notes or go to the support us tab on our website. And also, once again, the best way you can support us or any indie podcast is by sharing, sharing, sharing is caring, and rate us five stars on Spotify and iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. And I just want to give you really quickly the schedule for the rest of December. Next week, we are going to be talking about 80s television shows. So Carla and Tiff will be returning, and I'm not positive who the third panelist will be yet. Um, <laughs> and then the week after that, we're going to be talking about 90s television. And then after that, we're going to be talking about Christmas music. And then we are going to round out the year like we always do with our best of 2023 episode. So we have a lot of great content coming your way. And then after that, it's Christian fucking bail month. Yay. I'm so excited to have Christian coming back. Yes. Yes. And I don't mean, I don't mean, never, I was going to say, I don't mean Jesus coming. <laughs> I'm excited for the second coming. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Christian looks like. Will Christian look different? Will Christian be wearing more than one outfit? Will Christian be eating all the marshmallows in the whole entire planet? Always. <laughs> he will just have to stay tuned to find, stay tuned to find, stay tuned to find out. Tune in to find out. Not stay, well, yeah, it is stay, anyway, just ignore me. And if you have missed our other Christian Effing Bale episodes, we have a special tab on our website called Christian Effing Bale. He is our unofficial mascot. So you want to watch all of those. It's one of the greatest gifts Carla has ever given me as Christian. <laughs> so I'm done. Okay. I'm done. So until <laughs> I'm shutting up now. Sorry. So until next time, remember it's a fandom thing. Black lives matter and stop Asian hate.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.